1: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com.
0: no purchase necessary DW group void prohibited by law see terms
1: and conditions 18 plus welcome back to the thinking crypto podcast your home for cryptocurrency news and interviews if you are new here please hit that subscribe button as well as the thumbs up button and leave a comment below If you're listening on a podcast platform such as Spotify, Apple, or Google, please leave a five-star rating and review. It supports the podcast and it doesn't cost you anything. This content is brought to you by Uphold, which is a great crypto platform that I've been using since 2017. They're one of my go-to exchanges. They have over 10 million users, over 250 plus cryptocurrencies, and they're available in 150 countries. You can also trade precious metals and equities on this platform. If you'd like to learn more about Uphold, please visit the link in the description. Well, folks, we got some massive news coming out about the UAE and Hong Kong partnering to strengthen crypto development and regulations. Uh, Despite the headwinds and the nonsense that we're dealing with here in the United States, crypto continues to be adopted and expanded globally. And many countries and jurisdictions are opening their door to this technology. We all know it's the future. We all know it's a transformational technology and everything will be running on the blockchain. So here is the headline, Hong Kong and UAE to collaborate on crypto rules. Hong Kong and the UAE authorities are keen to attract global crypto companies to set up shop in their respective regions. And that's the smart move, right? Because this is what's going to drive the economy and GDP. And the United States is dropping the ball right now. And these other jurisdictions and regions are seeing that. And they're like, well, This is our opportunity, we're going to open it up and green light everybody to come in. So central banks of Hong Kong and UAE recently met in Abu Dhabi to find ways to work together, with both jurisdictions positioning themselves as nations friendly to crypto. In their meeting, the banks agreed to strengthen cooperation on crypto regulations, which they refer to as virtual assets. The two authorities say they'll now establish a joint working group. After their meeting, senior executives from the banks in UAE and Hong Kong organized a seminar to talk about opportunities between their jurisdictions, according to a statement. They discussed ways to make cross-border trade easier and explored how UAE companies can use Hong Kong's financial infrastructure platforms to access markets in Asia and where? Mainland China. Folks, China has been pulling the wool over people's eyes. Uh, They are bullish on crypto, and we see they're doing a 180. Remember, Hong Kong is under the control of China. China just recently released a Web3 white paper talking about they want to build their version of Silicon Valley so that it it, it encompasses crypto companies and blockchain companies. And the Hong Kong folks, of course, June 1st, are going to be opening up crypto trading to retail investors, and not to mention, they're opening up banking services to crypto companies. Folks, this is big. These are two major regions, lots of capital, lots of businesses, and it's the United States that's gonna take the loss here. We are dealing with a scumbag clown regulator, Gary Gensler, attacking crypto companies while these countries and regions are opening their doors and providing clear regulations. And we're gonna talk about the EU right after this. So here's a quote. Hong Kong and the UAE are two financial centers sharing many complementary strengths and mutual interests. And there is much room for market participants from these two places to work together and build up connectivity, Eddie Hugh, chief executive of the HKMA said, and that's the Hong Kong Monetary Authority. So banks such as First Abu Dhabi Bank, Abu Dhabi Islamic Bank, and Emirates NBD represented the UAE. Meanwhile, Bank of China, City, HSBC, and Standard Chartered showed up for Hong Kong. Folks, don't miss what's happening here. This is massive. Once again, lots of uh, resources, capital, and uh, these countries are working together and they're opening their doors to the crypto companies. So once again, you know, despite the headwinds we're facing here, crypto is not dead, uh, even though the clowns like Gary Gensler and Elizabeth Warren and Brad Sherman are trying to kill it. Uh, it's not dead. This is a global asset class and it will outlast Gary Gensler. It will outlast Elizabeth Warren and Brad Sherman. Here's another example, folks. EU officials sign markets in crypto assets framework into law. First introduced in 2020, MICA aims to create a consistent regulatory framework for crypto assets among the European Union member states. Once again, crypto is moving forward and in the East, right, in Europe, in Asia, in the UAE, in the Middle East and so forth, crypto is moving forward, getting adoption, and these folks are putting out the clear regulations. So on May 31st, Sweden's Minister of Rural Affairs, Peter Kolgren, and European Parliament President Roberta Metsola signed a long-anticipated cryptocurrency regulatory framework into law Roughly three years after the European Commission introduced the measure, lawmakers in the EU had batted the uh, MICA framework from legislative body to body with different aspects of the bill subject to debate before reaching final approval in 2023. We can't even get a goddamn bill uh, batted here in the United States, right? Congress needs to act and get their, their act together. Uh, this this is great, once again, uh, for crypto, but it sucks for someone who lives here in the United States. So MICA aims to create a consistent regulatory framework for crypto assets among the EU member states. After the signing ceremony today, the framework is expected to go into effect following publication in the official journal of the European Union, with many of MICA's regulations on crypto firms likely starting sometime in 2024. So they they are certainly ahead of the curve here they are making the right decision embracing the technology and of course putting the proper guardrails in place we need to protect consumers but we don't want to stifle innovation you know we don't want uh, anti crypto stances from like folks like Gary Genser and Elizabeth Warren trying to kill innovation we need balance regulations, protect consumers, and allow innovation to flourish. Now, I mentioned Elizabeth Warren before. She's uh, you know, going around saying some new nonsense. We know she's anti-crypto. She added it to her campaign. So here's the news. Elizabeth Warren says crypto funds fentanyl trade, and it's time to shut it down. Uh, where do I start? Right, is that it's as if the drug trade and the money laundering and all the crimes that have been done throughout history weren't done with fiat currency, right? And now she's trying to paint crypto as the only, you know, way fentanyl and drugs and these things are are uh, you know being traded and whatever it is, right? But it's like no, like y- y- you're an idiot. We know that uh, bad actors will use whatever is available. So it's not the medium of exchange, but rather the bad actors. You want to stop the bad actors, right? Uh, you don't destroy the US dollar or fiat currency because it's being used for drugs and, and other crimes. It's It's really ridiculous. But what can we expect from a clown like Elizabeth Warren? So once again, the juxtaposition of what's happening in Hong Kong, the UAE, and EU versus what's happening here in the United States, right? We're dealing with clowns like Elizabeth Warren, Gary Genser, and Brad Sherman. Now, we got news here. The IRS can access Coinbase user trading data court rules. A Coinbase user attempted to argue the IRS violated his constitutional rights when it sought his trading data. So I bring this up as, you know, some of you may say, well, duh, you know, if you're a Part of a centralized exchange, you're doing KYC AML. Obviously, the IRS will be able to pull that information, right? Coinbase has to report um, their taxes and what's taking place, uh, and then you, as you know, an individual, you you trade crypto, you got to report that, right? Capital gains and all that. So I, I don't see what the point was. I I think like the IRS is able to do these things. Um, It's one of those things where you can't avoid taxes. I I hate how high taxes are in the United States. It really sucks. I I think capital gains is highway robbery, but I still have to abide by the laws. I have to pay my taxes, right? And boy, if I had to pay some Crazy, uh capital gains taxes, you know, from crypto taking profits and trading and stuff. But you know, it's it's par for the course. There, there's, there's no way around it, unless you go to some jurisdiction where you know, you know, like some people move to Puerto Rico and things like that to reduce their tax implications. But it is what it is. Now, T Mobile parent joins Polygon blockchain as validator. Deutsche Telekom has previously supported infrastructure and run nodes on at least five other chains, including Ethereum. Folks, you all know I'm hugely bullish on Polygon, and this native token is Matic. Polygon is, of course, the layer two scaling solution for Ethereum, and there are a lot of big brands building on Polygon, adopting and integrating. And we're seeing really big companies now supporting Polygon, becoming nodes and so forth. So Deutsche Telecom subsidiary Deutsche Telecom MMS will physically be running nodes on Polygon, joining 100 validators on the network, according to our press release. Additionally, the company will be providing staking services to Polygon supernets which are application-specific chains that bridge associated root chains to the mainnet. They're supposed to provide scalability and interoperability for decentralized applications, according to Polygon. Huge news, folks. Not financial advice, of course. I am continuing to dollar-cost average into MATIC, uh, which, once again, the native token on Polygon. I'm bullish on this, and uh, you know this is not the only token in my portfolio, of course. I'm diversified. And uh, this is this is what you want to see if you're investing in a token, right? Uh, you want to see real-world adoption. Companies and brands and so forth are building on it, adopting it, supporting it. This is what you want to see. Finally, we got some Corium news here. Uh, so they tweeted out, Wave 1 Corium grantee Stably is leading the charge in bringing stablecoins to Corium. With its impressive infrastructure and effortless integration and worldwide payment system stably plans uh, or plays a crucial role in expanding Quarium into new markets. So they're going to be, it looks like issuing some stable coins here in the Quarium blockchain, So we're seeing uh, Aquarium is getting a lot of building on it, expansion of the uh, blockchain and the network and adoption. All of those things lead to higher value of the blockchain and its native token, of course. All right, guys, that's the news. Let me know what you think. Leave your thoughts and comments below. Hit the thumbs up button, share this video and the podcast. Leave five stars as well, and I'll talk to you all later.